You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for supporting me, for wanting to hear Victoria's thoughts, <laughs> for wanting to hear my thoughts. Thank you so much. I love you guys so much. And Honestly, this is a an impromptu, you know, little podcast episode because it is currently November 10th. Oh my gosh, I thought it was a different day, but it's November 10th and it's Thursday and I was just in my bed and I just wanted to do a little weekly update. And something I've been thinking about a lot, I'm going to talk about two things. I'm sure I'll talk about more things, but two things in particular. The first one is going to be being in non-resistance to your emotions. And the second one is being vulnerable. So the first thing I want to talk about is being in non-resistance to your emotions or your current state. And I think that this is really, really helpful and important in general No matter what space you're in, I love the quote that says you can't hate yourself into a version that you love. So basically what that means is that if you are in a space where you feel like you're in a rut or you feel emotionally drained or you feel sad or you feel whatever you're at, wherever you are, you cannot hate that version into a version that you love. The version that you love is in this moment how radically you can accept all of you like that is the goal that is the version of you that you love it's right here even in all your messiness even in all your you know chaos or whatever is going on your sadness your depression whatever it is the version of you your most high self the version of you you're looking for can be anchored in in this moment based on how radically you can accept and love right now where you're at and I this is a practice that I bring into so much of my life But I've really been finding that it's an important practice with rest and with my off days. And even so today, so one of the reasons I I was inspired to just talk about this is because today I really just had, I had an off day, right? So I don't have coaching today, which is basically what I mean by an off day. I'm not coaching any of my clients. And so I don't have, you know, work as in I don't have meetings today. And I don't have meetings for the next couple of days, but tomorrow I have to do a lot of stuff for um, meetings and, and work and whatnot. So I, today is kind of like my off day. 
And I woke up today and I just didn't really have a great start to my day because for me, I need a really long morning routine and I had to go up real quick and go to the doctors like super early as soon as I woke up. So that kind of threw me off. And then for me, like I'm the type of person that if I have one meeting that day, like I cannot do anything else the rest of the day. Like at my version of time, it's so funny because Jeremiah and I always joke around, Jeremiah, my partner, we always joke around and, you know, he has a very warped perception of time and so do I, but we're on opposite ends. So for me, like if I have something like right now, I have something in three hours And I have been thinking about that thing that I have in three hours for the last like six, seven hours. And so I haven't done anything because I have had a call and before it was like in six hours or seven hours. And so I was thinking to myself, like, I want to go to the beach and I want to do this and that. And I I love going to the beach. And so I was like, I want to go to the beach on, you know, my off day. But I literally was like, I can't like I have this in six hours and I can't do it. So then what happened was I then started judging myself for just then I I was in this space where I wanted to do something, but then I wasn't doing it. And then I was upset that I wasn't doing it. And I caught myself because this is a continual practice that I practice being upset with myself that I wasn't going to the beach, right? Like I knew that it was kind of you know, and not rational to not go to the beach just because I have an appointment, which is now in three hours. But I, it made sense to me. And the reality is that I'm not going to the beach. Like I'm not at the beach. I've been wanting to go for the last four hours, but I'm not at the beach and I'm not going to go. So the thing is that I, you know, anchored in that practice of just accepting I'm not going to the beach. Okay, great. I don't need to judge myself for that. I don't need to be upset about it. I don't need to be upset about me laying around and being in the house and whatnot. Now that I've accepted that I'm not going to the beach and I'm not in resistance to my decision to not go, now I can actually make some fun out of where I'm at. And now I can feel more fulfilled with where I'm at. And it was just this immediate shift where I literally have been was like, you know, wasting away in my bed for two hours just on TikTok. And then I was like, wait, you know, and and in those two hours, I'm like, oh, I should go to the beach. I should do this. I should do that. Right. And then I was like, it's okay. I'm not going to the beach. Let me own that decision. Like, let me own the fact that I'm not going to the beach and let me own the fact that I am going to be in the house for the rest of the day. Like I'm spending the whole day inside. It's my one day off in the next week and I'm going to spend the whole day right here in my apartment. And that's okay. That's my decision. Whether or not it's okay, whether or not I like it, that's my decision. And I don't want to be in resistance to my decision because I'm making it anyway, regardless of if I choose or if I am mad about it or if I'm sad about it or if I'm happy about it, the truth of the matter is I have decided to not go anywhere. And therefore, it's so much better if we can be in non-resistance to our current state. And as soon as I started accepting myself and saying things like, you know, well, you know, okay, I'm not going to the beach and that's my decision and I and I own that and I'm and no longer just saying, oh, well, well maybe I hope or it, maybe I will in the next one. No, it's I'm not going. I know it. I know I'm not going. Now, what can I do? Like, okay, I'm not going. Great. Here I am. I'm not going. Do I want to lay in my bed for the rest of the day? That's totally fine. I can do that. 
Do I want to go downstairs and make a meal? That's okay. I can do that. Like I'm here and I'm not going to be mad at myself anymore about it. I'm not going to shame myself about it. I'm not going to be upset. I'm here. I'm in my bed. I'm in my house. I'm not going anywhere. And I felt like that was really liberating. And I do this practice quite often. And and now in my life, it's really just the way that I come to, to most of my 90% of my interactions and, and into my day-to-day life. But there's moments like today where I really have to anchor that in. And it felt so good to anchor it in. It in. And as soon as I anchored it in, I put my hair up into a bun. I cleaned up my room a little bit and I was like, you know what? I think I want to take a podcast. And all of a sudden, my mood is elevated. All of a sudden, I feel better. You can hear it in my voice. I feel calm. I feel collected. I feel confident. I'm in the house. I'm taking a podcast. You know, after I'm going to do my skincare routine because I haven't done it yet today. It's 3 p.m. I haven't done it. And that's great, right? Like this is what I'm doing. I'm claiming that and I'm owning it. And it feels really, really good to be in non-resistance to your current state or your emotions. And this is a practice that I really started anchoring in about three or four years ago after I read the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And it's a really, really great book. It's a, it's definitely a beginner's book. Um, and so a lot of times people ask me like, what's a good beginner's book to, to kind of just start out in this work. So I think that a really great book, I always recommend you can heal your life, but a really great book and an intro book is also a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. And so I read this book by Eckhart Tolle and it totally changed my perception of how I related to my emotions. I remember I used to be really upset or I would feel like I wasn't doing enough or I would feel like I was upset with my current state of where I was at, right? Like I was not happy with where I was or I wanted to be somewhere else or I wanted to do this and that, right? Or I would get, I would have an emotional reaction or I would be feeling, let's say I'm feeling sad, you know, let's say I would be feeling sad. I would then feel upset that I'm feeling sad or I would feel guilty that I'm feeling sad or I would feel hurt that I'm or I would feel depressed that I'm feeling sad or I would ju- I would judge the feeling that I was currently experiencing or the state I was currently experiencing. And after I read this book, it really helped me ground into wait. I can I'm I'm currently in resistance to my state and my emotions. What if I radically shift my relationship to my present moment and to my state and to myself? If I can just be owning, like in ownership of my current emotion or my current state, I can be so much more liberated. Like if I'm feeling upset, if I own that, like I'm feeling upset, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to just feel into that. That feels so much better and the wave of feeling upset can move so much quicker through me versus if I'm upset and then I'm like, oh, now I'm upset that I'm upset and oh my God and what, you know, why am I upset and this is frustrating and I'm frustrated that I'm upset and you know, I'm weak that I'm upset and making up all these stories about why I'm upset and what being upset means instead of just feeling into how upset I actually am and 
in a day-to-day practice, I feel like it can be so liberating in those small little moments, in those little moments where you have an emotion or you have a reaction and you can just radically accept it and be in non-resistance to it. And I feel like that is just so important. So today I've seen for the millionth time, you know, um, that really anchoring it in intentionally is so important. And, and also paired with, you know, kind of unrelated, but paired with the radical reclamation of rest. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, I had, you know, figures or in my life who would kind of judge me for like be resting. Like if I rested or something and I'm a rester, like I like to rest. And Jeremiah and I joke all the time because he can do all of these things in a, in, in a day. Like he can wake up at, you know, that's that, those like, um, you know, cis men hormones, they're just different than, than ours as cis women. Um, if you're a cis woman listening and they're just different and the way that his body works and he responds to his environment is so radically different than me. And so he can wake up in the morning, like he hops out of bed, like he literally can get up, get started, get into a meeting, do meetings back to back to back, you know, make dinner because he usually cooks for us, make dinner, you know, do all this and that. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I have two meetings a day or something. And that is a lot for me. Like I need to make sure that I like take a, have a morning routine and like ground into that. And, and, you know, it's just so different. So for me, I really enjoy resting and I need to rest to really be able to function well, right? Like we need rest and we're cyclical. And I really think that there is so much capitalistic programming that is conditioned into us at such young ages where rest and is just not respected. And so even now in my journey, I remind myself like, hey, I don't have to be in resistance to the fact that I'm resting, that today I'm not doing anything. I'm not even walking to the beach. Like that is in itself going to be not restful. Like I'm not even doing that. I'm just going to walk around and read or, you know, be in my apartment and read my book and tidy up a little bit. And that's what makes me feel rested. And just to claim that. And we don't need to constantly be distracted. And I, I saw this, um, this YouTube creator that I like, I actually forget her name. I just started uh, listening to her, um, but she talks a lot about femininity. And, and one of the things she was talking about the other day was really develop a relationship with silence and non-media consumption. And I really have started also grounding that in because that to me feels really restful as well is like I don't always need to be consuming I don't need to be looking at my phone or doing this and and I've done this practice where I'm intentionally I will go to I I noticed that like if I got out of the shower or if I would if I knew I was about to take a shower I would check my phone and I would have to check my phone to go into the shower and then I would take the shower and I would check my phone right away like it was like always these Anytime I was about to move locations, I would have to check my phone in between. Like it's like a knee jerk response and developing more of a relationship with not checking my phone and allowing myself to experience activities without media in the background, like making dinner and not having any music playing, not, you know, being on my phone and just 
feeling into that silence. And I think about sometimes, you know, I don't know, like 300 years ago even, where there wasn't any technology at all, or let's say like a thousand years ago. And, you know, obviously phones are very new, phones and computers, but let's just say a thousand years ago. And people must have just had such a different relationship with silence and with being bored. Like you just are, you know, um, like there, there's, if you're not on your phone, there's so many lapses in your day, right? Like if you don't use Instagram or you don't use TikTok, there's such a lapse, right? That can be filled or cannot be filled. Maybe you just sit there. Like I'm sure people were just like gazing at the stars way more and just like looking around and just sitting, like just literally sitting and resting. And I feel like just resting without that constant media kind of consumption is something that I really am trying to practice a lot more and also setting boundaries with myself around my phone and my screen time and for me I work obviously online so I work through social media like being on social media is part of my job and so I enjoy it actually I have a very good relationship with social media. I actually was going to do a podcast on that, but I really enjoy being on social media. But I do find that it's helpful to have boundaries with yourself about time limits or how much you will check social media. And even, you know, I will find myself not posting things, you know, for days until I've actually days after I've done them or things like that, because I'm just not on my phone as much. And it's a continual practice that I'm kind of cultivating. But it's something that I think is really important. And it goes with rest and kind of capitalistic ideals where capitalistic ideals kind of say you constantly need to be busy, even if it's just your mind. Like even if you're just laying in bed, you have to be checking your phone or even just reading a book like you can't just lay there and just look at the ceiling and just ponder right and just like or think of nothing just be there and I feel like bringing that in is really really important and I really value it so I've been really trying to anchor that in more and more and more and another thing that I do and I've been doing for a few years actually ever since my celibacy journey is I will leave my phone at home when I'll go and do something now I can't advise you to do this because I don't know your level of safety or, you know, any any kind of concerns or anything like that. But for me, I started doing this when I lived in Madrid in Spain and I would just go to my local coffee shop and I knew that I was safe, like walking there and back. And I felt comfortable just going there without my phone. And I would literally leave my phone turned off at my house and I would go to the coffee shop and I would read my book and I would just sit there without a phone. And... I would also save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply then walk back to my house and I then I would check my phone but it had been like six hours or five hours because I would sit there like all day and it would feel so good and I've been doing that lately as well and it's actually been feeling even more safe because I'm with my partner a lot so I will go to the coffee shop with him and you know he has his phone and I'm with him and so I feel safer and I just leave my phone at home or the other night we actually I posted an Instagram photo of it today which was the um we went to these like cliffs and we were just sitting there watching the sunset but I didn't bring my phone so that picture I took on his phone so even for that like I left my phone at home we went on like a walk we got there we spent time there you know we were gone for hours and I didn't bring my phone and I feel like that feels restful as well and for some reason it feels just linked with kind of what I was talking about now the other part of what I wanted to talk about and by the way I don't know if you guys heard I usually don't um, edit my videos that or my uh, podcast that much but there was like the kind of this motorcycle just going by so hopefully that wasn't too loud but I, the other thing I wanted to talk about was vulnerability. And this has been something I've really been anchoring in lately is really pushing my edges with vulnerability, especially with family members. And it's been really, really different. I noticed that I don't say so much, or I haven't said in the past so much of what I actually want to say. I will have all of these feelings inside of me, like kind, actually loving and kind feelings towards my family members or concerns, but like in a really loving manner. I would usually say the things that I was upset about and that even took me a while to do. But now I realize like there's all these things that feel like they're on the tip of my heart almost like they're in my chest and they're in my heart. But I don't say them because uh, so many times in families, you're kind of conditioned to not speak your truth, right? Or the truth. There's things that are happening that are obvious that you're just not, you're conditioned to not talk about. Like, let's say it's obvious that your dad's an alcoholic, but no one talks about it. Or it's obvious that your mom, you know, is really depressed, but nobody talks about it. And you then become as a child conditioned to not speak your vulnerability and your truth and to ignore the truth as well. And so lately I've been really practicing speaking my truth to my family members and it's been vulnerable. And I, I was actually watching a YouTube video from Hitomi Machizuki about you know, maybe, I, I don't know, like six months ago or something like that. And she was talking about being the most vulnerable person in the room or kind of like bringing vulnerability to a situation. So just because, you know, others aren't being vulnerable doesn't mean that you can't be vulnerable and you can bring vulnerability and be an example of how vulnerable, you know, humans can be and give them permission through your own vulnerability And sometimes, you know, now these are my own thoughts, sometimes they don't want, you know, sometimes your permission of your example of being vulnerable isn't enough for them to want to be vulnerable too. And that's totally fine. Your purpose of being vulnerable is not 
because you want to make that person be vulnerable. Your purpose of being vulnerable is because you want to speak the truth and you want to be vulnerable because being vulnerable is freeing and it's vulnerable. Obviously it's vulnerable. (laughs) It's freeing and it's truthful and it feels spiritual. It feels divine. It feels feminine. And the other night I practiced this with my dad. I had seen my dad the other night. And by the way, You guys probably might be confused because I have no contact with one of my dads. So I have two. (laughs) So I talk about my my one father who was in prison and whatnot. And so probably if you've been following me for a while, you know that about me that I'm no contact with one of my parents. But I have uh, another dad who raised me. And I was, uh, and and I am in contact with him and I, I do love him and have a relationship with him. I also love my no contact father, but I don't have a relationship there. So there wouldn't be communication. But, um, with my, with my other dad, I was be, I, I realized like there's so many things that I don't say so many loving things that I don't say or so much, you know, just authenticity it might not even be loving. Like the, the core is loving, but maybe it's concern. Maybe it's just truth or just seeing something that might be helpful, not to, not to change that person or anything, but just saying, for example, saying, hey, like, I'm really worried about you. You know, like what what's going on here? Like, I, I want to I want you to know that I care about you or something like that could be an example. I actually, that kind of sparks one of my thoughts because I remember when I was younger and we were talking about suicide prevention, this was in high school. And I remember that something that they said was, I don't know why my my mind just sparked here, but they said, it's important to actually just be clear with someone that you think is possibly suicidal or depressed. Like tell them, hey, are you suicidal? Like, are you okay? Like, how is everything going? Like, but be clear, like actually ask direct questions because so many, so much of the time we're afraid to be at that level of vulnerability. So we don't ask people, you know, we, we know that someone might be suicidal, but we don't actually ask them because we're like, uh, is that going to be weird? You know, and I can't, I don't want to feel comfortable going to that level of vulnerability or that level of awkwardness. And, and a lot of times vulnerability is awkward just saying your truth in a loving way, like, Hey, I'm really worried about you. Do you ever have suicidal thoughts? Are you suicidal? Like what, what resources do you need? And maybe they're like, no, I'm not, you know, but thank you so much. Or maybe they're like, yeah, I am. Thanks so much for actually being, you know, caring and actually talking to me about that. And so I feel like just, and by the way, if you ever have known someone who is suicidal or you've lost someone um, to suicide, you know, it's absolutely not your fault if you never said that or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's niche and it's, I I never had heard that before. And we also, you know, can't prevent anyone from their decisions. And it's totally not your fault if you, if you didn't say that. Um, But just an example of vulnerability. And for me, I feel like bringing anchoring that vulnerability in was is so important and the other night I just practiced with my dad and I was talking to my dad and I just said like hey this is how I'm feeling and I ended up crying and I was like wow I didn't even expect that like there's so much I I wanted to say and in each moment I felt myself approaching an edge in each moment I felt myself uncomfortable with the level of vulnerability especially with my parents right with parents with family in general like you were conditioned more than anywhere else that 
you shouldn't speak your truth. You shouldn't be vulnerable. Don't say things that are obvious. Like don't, you know, you might have some trauma with your family as most people do. And so then there's just this discomfort being vulnerable because being vulnerable means that you feel safe and most people don't feel safe with their family. And so if you've cultivated that inner safety with yourself, it's a possibility that you might want to, or you might feel comfortable being vulnerable because you feel safe with yourself. So you don't need that other person to really create that for you. You can create it yourself. Now there's a caveat to this where just because you've created inner safety doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to say, oh, well, I've created inner safety, so therefore someone else doesn't need to, um, there needs to be discernment there. So for example, with my biological father, just because I've created inner safety, that actually means that I am safe enough for myself, that I have boundaries with myself, that I know I'm not going to engage in that relationship or I'm not going to um, talk to him or I'm not going to be vulnerable there because that would be cross a boundary of a level of unsafety that I'm not interested in experiencing. In, a, in another relationship, for example, with my other dad, I might have a relationship there where I actually can be vulnerable because there's not actually a, a, a you know, a threat in the same way that there is with my biological father. Um, so, you know, you just have to use discernment and, and don't use everything that applies to me to apply to you because, you know, your situation is going to be different than mine. But with my father or with my dad, I, I did, um, I was like really vulnerable and it felt really, really good, but it felt really edge pushing. And I noticed myself feeling so uncomfortable being vulnerable. And it's also been a practice. I'm going to give you two more examples where I practice it. I, I've been doing it with my family and I also did it with my mom. I remember my mom and I just started, you know, my mom and I talk a lot. My mom and I are very close, but I noticed that one time, one night, a few months ago, she started like dancing and I felt so in resistance to dancing with her. I felt my body, like everything in my body said, you know, this is like too vulnerable. Like it's too vulnerable to go and be that free with her. And because I have my own unique situation and because I've created my own safety within myself and because, you know, my mom and I have created a safe relationship throughout the years, I decided to push that edge. And that was my own, you know, use of discernment there. And I put, decided to push that edge. And I decided to be vulnerable in that moment and deepen into that layer of vulnerability where I just danced with my mom. And it brought me to tears because it was something that, prior my I would have been closed off to like no I can't be at that level of vulnerability with her and and it felt so good to free myself in that way and to trust myself to carry myself through that and that I trust myself enough to be vulnerable in that space with her and then another example was with my grandma with my grandma the other night there was just something I wanted to text her. Like I wanted to tell her how much I loved her. And I also wanted to tell her these other things. Like I wanted to tell her, you know, something I was sad about, about our relationship. And I wanted to tell her, you know, these other things. And I found myself again, being afraid to be that vulnerable. And I did it anyway. And I texted her and she didn't necessarily respond in a vulnerable way back, which is totally fine. Like I'm not being vulnerable as a way to manipulate you into being vulnerable. I'm being vulnerable for vulnerability's sake itself. And it felt so good to just say my truth. And however that was received, that's, you know, not my business. And 
it felt really good to just say things that I wanted to say. And I was reading this book as well. I've been thinking a lot about family death, like death in my family. I recently had a death in my family and I've been thinking a lot about family death and, um, and how there's usually so many things that we carry around on our hearts that we don't say. There's like a level of vulnerability that it requires that we just don't want to pass. And I've been really just practicing pushing that threshold of vulnerability and, and being willing to say the things that are on my heart that I want to express to the people that I love. And that's been really, really impactful for me. And so, yeah, I, that's kind of a little weekly update. (laughs) I feel like that was like, kind of got really deep, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so well, Scorpio moon, but you know, the vibes really deep. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I feel like that's really important and I don't know, I don't know what that's going to do for you, but in that, uh, in that same breath, I just want to really, really, drive home the point that you have to use discernment. I trust myself enough to discern when I can push my boundaries or my edges of feeling vulnerable with a family member versus when I'm not safe to be vulnerable with a family member. And I trust myself to discern that. And a lot of times, you know, people don't have self-trust and they tried and they don't have discernment and they try to put these blanket things on every area. Some family members, you are not safe to be vulnerable. Some family members don't deserve your vulnerability. Some family members, there's not going to be um, the, the way that you would express your own safety is by not being vulnerable with them and maybe being vulnerable with someone else. And so you have to have that own discernment for yourself on where your vulnerability can be pushed and possibly liberated. And on the other hand, where your vulnerability is better, you know, used somewhere else. And so, like I said, with my biological father, I have nothing but love in my heart for him, but I choose to not have a relationship with him. And I'm not willing to be vulnerable with him because that doesn't feel safe for me. And I'm not willing to engage in those types of conversations with him, if any. And, you know, with my mom, I'm in a completely different relationship with her. So me and her have done a lot of healing and a lot of, you know, um, trauma work. And we've come into a really beautiful relationship. And therefore, I feel safe to with myself and with her to push my edges of vulnerability. And so I think that's really important just to have that level of discernment. So I guess this wasn't really a weekly update. This was more of just, you know, a podcast like on just vulnerability and on What was the other thing I was talking about in the beginning? Oh, vulnerability and being in non-resistance to your emotions. So vulnerability and being in non-resistance. So yeah, so I guess this is what this podcast was on. You know, everything is going really well with me. Little weekly update. I'm loving Portugal. I really, really love it here. I think we're going to stay here for a little while. And yeah, Portugal is amazing. I am loving the vegan options in Portugal. I love pretty much everything that this country or this city that I'm in is, you know, providing for me. The weather, the little cities, the quiet cities, the beach, the, um, you know, the openness, the diversity of people, the different languages being spoken everywhere. And actually something that was quite important to Jeremiah and I when we were traveling or going to stay places more long term 
is we wanted like a diversity of people. And I was talking to my my friend in Spain and she was saying that in a lot of countries in Europe that everything is really segregated the same kind of way in the United States. Like black people live in one area, white people live in another area, Latinos live in another area and Asians live in another area. And that's just what it is. And everyone's just kind of separated in their own communities. But in Portugal, a lot of people just kind of live together and amongst one another. And that was kind of important for Jeremiah and I, that whenever we go to a city, we don't want it to just be, you know, white people or Latinos or Asians or black people. We want kind of a mix of everyone um, kind of coexisting together. And even when we were in Costa Rica, like, you know, obviously Jeremiah is black and there's all Latinos everywhere and there weren't we didn't see that many Afro Latinos. And so it just kind of was like isolating a little bit right for him. And so it feels nice to kind of be in a space where there is, uh, you know, more of a a diversity of people like living all kind of together. And even when I lived in Spain, like if you wanted to go into an Asian community, you had to walk to that community. If you wanted to even see a black person, you had to walk into that community. If you wanted to be in a white area, you were walking in that area. So it's just like nice when people are kind of, there's a mix of people everywhere because, you know, us being in an interracial relationship, it feels nice to have, especially Jeremiah's like, you know, people that look like Jeremiah close by and not just isolating just in, you know, a space where there's no black people. So that was kind of important for us. And there has been that in Portugal, which has been really nice. And yeah, so, okay, guys, I think I'm going to end this episode here, but I love you guys so much. I'm going to drop this today. I'm just going to upload this right now. And I love you guys. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.